Praise the Lord. God bless you, everybody. This is Dr. Valerie Simpson. And this is Elder Daniel Simpson. And we are thanking you for coming to join us this week uh, for this episode of Reset Forever Ministries podcast, where we teach the Sunday school lesson that are in the Union Gospel Press series. And uh, we are in the spring quarter. We're coming up uh, very swiftly on the end of the spring quarter. So today we are in lesson number nine. And that lesson is for May 1st already, 2022. Listen, before we go any further, go ahead and grab your Bible, text someone, forward this to someone, and uh, grab your studying um, utensils, whatever you use to take notes, and let's prepare to go into the Word of God. This week's lesson is entitled, Glory of the New Covenant, and it's found in the book of 2 Corinthians, as we are now uh, delving into 2 Corinthians chapter number 3, verses 7 through 18. All right, let's go ahead and get into the lesson. And with that, I'll give it over into our teacher for today, Elder Daniel Simpson. God bless you. So praise the Lord, everybody. I want to thank the Lord for this opportunity. So Dr. Simpson, could you start off, start us off with a word of prayer? Sure. Father, we thank you. We give you glory. Yes, we give you honor, Lord. We, we, we look into your word. We're seeking to know what is the glory of this new covenant. We thank you for it. We thank you for the word. We ask your anointing upon this time of teaching and listening and those that are learning. And we just pray that you will enlarge our hearts with your word and let every good thing you have prepared for us in this word be not only given to us, but applied to us in our lives. We'll thank you and give you all honor and all glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So amen. We want to thank God for that word of prayer. Okay, so we're in lesson number nine. Nine. Okay. And it's the glory of the new covenant. Mm -hmm. The glory of the new covenant. Mm -hmm. So we're going to look. Let's talk about that. Yeah, we're going to look at the lesson. And we're going to often refer to the Old Testament, um, Moses' ministry. Mm-hmm. So the first verse reads, Dr. Something. Um, the lesson reads, uh, and this is Second uh, Corinthians 3, 7. It says, but if the ministration of death, written and engraved in stone, was glorious, so that the children of Israel could not steadfastly behold the face of Moses for the glory of his countenance, which glory was to be done away? So, with this reference that Paul is speaking here. Now, that's when it, when Moses came down out of the mountain. He's talking about that glory shining upon his face. Yes, but first we want to look at what it means, the ministration okay. of death. Okay. That phrase in this verse. Ministrations means this. is those who, by the commandment of God, mm-hmm. proclaim and promote God's commandments and laws among men. Okay. And we know he's referring to Moses because as you stated, Moses came down with the Ten Commandments mm-hmm. engraved or written in stone, which is what the scriptures reference. Mm-hmm. And then death is this. Okay. I had to look up these two words because they go together. Okay. 
Death is this. Um, uh, it's in Romans chapter 7, and we'll use Paul's example. Okay. And verse 10 and 11. And it says, And the commandment which was a, which was ordained to life, okay. I found to be unto death. Okay, gotcha. So the Ten Commandments that God gave the children of the most ministry was supposed to be ordained for them to have life or to give life. Right. But instead, it gave what Paul said, I found to be unto death. And in verse 11, he says the reason why. Okay. For sin. Mm-hmm. T- taking occasion by the commandment, mm-hmm. deceived me, and by it slew me. Okay. So, God knew that the children of Israel was going to break his, his, his laws. Right. So, in Deuteronomy, okay. chapter 31, mm-hmm. God tell Moses to write and teach the children of Israel the song of death hmm. for Israel. Deuteronomy? So that's in Deuteronomy chapter 31, that is verse 16 and 31, verse 16. Wow. Okay, Deuteronomy 31. 31. And 16 is where the song starts. Well, this is where the song is actually the whole chapter of 32. Yeah. But this is when God is commissioned, telling Moses, I want you to teach them this song. 31, verse 16, he says, And the Lord says to Moses, Behold, thou shalt sleep with thy fathers, and this people will rise up and go a whoring after the gods of the strangers of the land, mm-hmm. whether they be go to be among them, and will forsake me and break my covenant which I have made with them. Mm-hmm. Then my anger shall become against them in that day, mm-hmm. and I will forsake them, mm-hmm. and I will hide my face from them, mm-hmm. and they shall be devoured, and many evil and trouble shall befall mm-hmm. them, so that they will say in that day, Are not these evil come upon us, because our God is not among us? Mm-hmm. Then verse 18, For I will surely hide my face in that in, day. Yes. For all the evil which they have wrought in that they are turned unto other gods. So verse 19 says this, Now therefore write ye this song for you, and teach it to the children of Israel, put it in their mouths, that this song may be a witness for me against them, the children of Israel. Wow. So if you go all the way down, uh, you can read it at your leisure, but he used to teach them the song of death because not only did the the old covenant supposed to give life mm-hmm. but when like Paul said for sin because of sin in Romans yes for sin took occasion by the commandment which mm-hmm. was supposed to give me life but because sin it deceived me and by it it slew me and I think we need to really make it real clear when, you, when he says that it you know, that um, they were weak. The flesh was weak unto sin in the Old Testament. So, and because of that, um, the law wasn't weak, it was the people. The law was good, but because of their weakness unto sin, it brought death upon them. So, it seems that he took out the time to give Moses a song 
You know, they sing a sad song sometimes. At, uh, they used to call it a dirge um, at funerals. And okay. this is like a song of death um, to testify against them and to make them aware. I'm not, you're not going to find my face. I am going to hide from you. So this is one of those songs in the Bible that you don't want to have to sing about yourself or to someone else, but it's very real. Yeah, so if you go back to Deuteronomy chapter 31, it also says okay, in, verse? in verse 21, mm-hmm. it said, And it shall come to pass when many evil and troubles befall them, yeah. mm-hmm. that this song shall testify against, against them mm-hmm. as a witness. Testify against them. Mm-hmm. For it shall not be forgotten out of the mouth of their seed. For I know their imaginations, which they go about even now, before I have brought them into the land which I and so I think that too that it was because it was it wasn't even in their heart to do right, right? And if it wasn't if it was so much as in their heart to do right, but it wasn't within them. They just they just went ahead as if they had no conscience toward God. Well, yes, that's why God made all the provisions with all of the sacrifice. Exactly. That the Leviticus priesthood had to offer up to God on behalf of his people. Mm -hmm. You needed blood to be shed to make an atonement for their shortcomings. Mm -hmm. Now you got to remember, the law was written on tables of stone. Right. For us in the body of Christ, the law is supposed to be written where? On the fleshly tablets of our heart. Yes. That's why he circumcised circumcised our heart. Mm -hmm. He get all of the... The, the carnality and the sins out of our heart so he can take his his Holy Spirit and write his laws and his commandments on the table of our hearts and we're supposed to bear fruits unto righteousness. That's right. I was looking for and thinking of the scripture uh, that talks about how they gave sacrifice. Um, it's, I know it's in the 10th chapter of Hebrews somewhere, but it talks about um, you can't just willfully do wrong and then just, you know, throw the blood out there. And, you know, it has to be in your heart. Repentance still needed to be in their heart, even in the Old Testament. And the same thing in the New Testament. You can't just live any kind of way and say, oh, well, the blood will, co- will cover it for me. He said, for that, there is no sacrifice for that. There is no sacrifice. And I wish I could find it, but as you go ahead with the lesson, I'll look for it. So, um, lesson eight. Verse, verse eight number eight. Of the lesson. Okay. How shall not the ministration of the Spirit be rather glorious? Yes. Rather glorious. The New Living Translation says like this. Okay. How will the ministry of the Spirit... Mm-hmm. Um, how will the ministry of the Spirit fail to be even more glorious? That would rather mean to be a greater degree mm-hmm. or, or more willing. Mm-hmm. So we got the ministry of death by the Old Testament because it was written on the tables of stone. Right. And now we have the ministration of the Holy Spirit because now the law, like you said earlier, is written on the tables of our hearts right. by the fingers of God, by the Holy Spirit. So if, if the um, law 
you know, if there was glory in the law and that God gave them power through the blood of animals to be forgiven and their sacrifices and their humbleness, then how much more shall the Holy Ghost in this New Testament, this, this dispensation of grace, how much more glorious shall it be? Now, I found the scripture in Hebrews. You mind if I read it? Okay, it's um, chapter 10, verses 26 through 28. And again, you can read this whole chapter, but it says, Not forsaking the assembling of yourself. Well, that's 25. Verse 26 says, For if we sin willfully after we receive the knowledge of the truth, there remaineth no more sacrifice for sins, but certain a certain fearful looking for of judgment and fiery indignation, which shall devour the adversaries. He that despised Moses' law died without mercy under two or three witnesses. We just read the song of death. And so if you sin willfully, yeah, Jesus is a, is the sacrifice. He's the Lamb of God, but not for this mentality and this attitude. So, all right, I just wanted to read that. All right, so let's get back into the lesson. So verse number, you want to go on to, to nine now? You want to go on to nine? People can't hear you shaking your head. <laughs> This one, this is they're, they're listening. So, all right, everybody, I'm going to read verse number nine. Um, it says, "For if the for if the ministration of condemnation be glory, much more that the ministration of righteousness exceed in glory." Okay. So, if the ministration of condemnation, which brought death, mm-hmm. be glory. So we know Moses when he came down from the mountain, like you said earlier. Mm-hmm. And he had the tablets mm-hmm. of the Ten Commandments. Okay. And because he was in the presence of God for those 40 days and 40 nights, mm-hmm. his countenance, his face, okay. was illuminated. Yeah. So, so... It reflected the glory. Doesn't that remind you of the Mount of Transfiguration? When Jesus shined brighter than the noonday sun? So the, the glory is not just... You know, word. It's 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 the manifested power. It's the visual manifest where you see the manifestation of God's power. So this glory in the New Testament, as we are reading, we're finding out that it's supposed to be greater. So we're going to read further, and he's going to talk about okay. exactly what it is. So the New Living Translation says this about verse nine. Verse nine. Okay. It's if the old covenant mm-hmm. which bring condemnation yes. was glorious how much more glorious is the new covenant which makes us right with God so how much more shall they see this manifestation of the power of God that makes us righteous before him because how do we become righteous with God when we accept Jesus Christ so God takes Christ's righteousness and he added onto us. Mm-hmm. And he imputes, and our faith in him imputes unto us yes. righteousness. Yes. But and we still have to live it, right? Of course. And then his glory also is reflected on us also. So, so verse number 10. 
For even that which was made glorious had no glory in this respect by reason of the glory that excelleth. Yeah, and to excel means to go beyond or to surpass. Okay, this glory good goes quality, beyond. Yes. Okay, so, so I th- go ahead. So it says that first glory was not glorious at all compared right. with the overwhelming glory of the new covenant. Mm-hmm. An example was in um, Matthew 17 on the Mount, Mount of Transfiguration, mm-hmm. which you brought out. Mm-hmm. How at the Mount oh, of Transfiguration, okay. Moses and Elijah appeared. Um, on the ace and let us build three tabernacles because he saw you know how great God was you know from not only from Jesus's transfiguration but the appearance of Moses and Elijah and they talked with Jesus on the Mount of and Transfiguration they, and they saw this and heard the conversation and I guess it just you know really staggered Peter well, let's build some tabernacles you know let's do something you know this is a great thing that we're witnessing it's glory but that, that even happened. It was still Old Testament at that time because Jesus hadn't died yet. I'm trying to think of uh, the one scripture, I think it's in the ninth chapter of Hebrews. Of course, Hebrews is the book that tells us how much better our covenant is than the law. And he says that in comparison, because you brought out that, he says in comparison, those are only, one translation says pale copies. So if I had a picture that was real vivid and beautiful, and then you wouldn't Xeroxed it, you would get kind of an off-color tone. So the comparison was nothing. It was nothing like it. So what they had under the law, that glory, is a pale copy of what we have been blessed to live under and to experience. Yes, it's like if you got a light bulb, uh, 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 a 30-watt light bulb, okay. and then you get one of these LED light bulbs Okay. that's super bright, Right. and when you compare them, or you put them side by side, you wouldn't even see the 30-watt light yeah. bulb. Even though it was lit, you wouldn't see it because mm-hmm. this modern LED is so, <laughs> so luminous. Much, yes. That it, it just, uh, it makes that one seem like it's not even there. Even though it's lit. Even though it's lit. So, and then the light goes further and yes. shines brighter. And glory it's seen. Yes. Yeah. So the glory is, is exposed. It's, it's, it's excel. Okay. So that's excelling. So verse number 11. For if that which is done away was glorious, much more that which remaineth. Is glorious. Yes. So if the old covenant had its glory, which has been set aside, mm-hmm. was full of glory. Mm-hmm. We saw a lot of glorious things happen in the old testament. Yeah, in Moses' ministry and signs of one of his father's ministry mm-hmm. that would reflect right. the glory and the that prophets. Was in his ministry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we saw a lot of that. Then the new covenant, mm-hmm. which remains forever, because yes. the old passed away, yeah. when Christ came and fulfilled everything in the law, mm-hmm. has greater glory, everlasting glory. Well, you know, it's greater already because this one's not going to pass away. And the other one came to a point where it was no longer effectual. Yes. Because God was no longer satisfied. It didn't appease him anymore. All of the glory that was done then, he wanted 
the reality of what he had promised, you know, which was the glory of his son being upon us. And we can talk about the whole crushing, you know, the bruising of his bruising of his heel and the crushing of his head and you know, and the power. So I can go on because I'm thinking about Revelations now. And when you get into the book of Revelation, he doesn't even, you know, act like, oh, well Satan is, you know, has any kind of authority or any kind of uh, terror to the righteous. It doesn't even mention it's like we're not even gonna talk about you, but when we start talking about all these evils that I'm now going to crush, and then it's just that God is so huge and so mighty that it just overthrows. It's kind of like the, that analogy you gave of the light bulb. Like he's not even anything at all. So, but anyway, I don't want to go too far down that rabbit trail, but there's a lot to be said. Seeing then, verse 12, seeing then that we have such hope, we use great plainness of speech. And that word hope, and this means confidence. Since we have confidence in the new mm-hmm. covenant mm-hmm. over the old covenant, our expectation is. It says like this. Let me read it. Read okay, it. Hope. sure. Hope is confidence and expectation of eternal salvation. Okay. This is what this new covenant gives us. Okay. Psalms um, chapter 39, verse 7 said, And now, Lord, what wait for I? My hope is in thee. Mm-hmm. Hope for this greater salvation, this eternal salvation mm-hmm. that this new covenant. That, Such hope. Yes, that's given us. Mm-hmm. And, and, and he says that's why we just, you know, we we uh, use plainness in speech. And that word plainness means boldness. Yeah. That's why we're so bold in our speech about this new covenant. Mm-hmm. So matter of fact about it. We're very matter matter of fact, and mm-hmm. you know you don't have to build up something that's already great, right? To speak it, you know, and know what you're saying has great power beyond anything this world can give. I think another reason why Paul was so bold in in preaching the gospel mm-hmm. because the signs and wonders followed his ministry. Mm-hmm. Like we talked about last week, he said, "I'm an apostle," which means one who was sent. Right. But when Paul was sent with his message, miracles and signs and wonders followed his ministry. Yeah, and then he was uh, he was a master as far as the teaching of the law. He sat at the feet of Gamaliel. So he knew the fullness of what the law had to offer. And now he gets into this and he gives his whole heart, mind, and soul over to this. And man, this is just... That's why you can teach this comparison. Oh my God. It, it, it'll make your heart burst in comparison. Exactly. All right. So Paul's speaking real good. So uh, verse number 13. And not as Moses, which put a veil over his face, that the children of Israel could not steadfastly look to the end of that which is abolished. And that word abolished means this. It means to do away. Mm-hmm. Cease. Yes. It says, not like Moses who put a veil over his face so the people of Israel would not see the glory mm-hmm. fade away. So fade away, but this is like... That's what abolish means, to... Do away with. Yes, do away cease. with. Cease. It's putting an end to it. And the reason why Moses' glory faded away 
was because he got it while he was in the presence of the mm-hmm, Lord mm-hmm. for those 40 days and 40 nights. And then he got back down here. He got back among <laughs> the transgressors, <laughs> stiff necks. The illumination started dimming and dimming more. And... Well, you know what the scripture said uh, when God testified against Israel. He said, you tried me 10 times oh, yes. in the wilderness. Mm-hmm. And so, he said, for these 40 years, yes. you provoked me to wrath. And we know the trials that they went through mm-hmm. while they was being proven, while they was going through their tests and trials. Yeah. It, that proves one thing, Dr. Simpson. You got to have faith. You got, got to faith. believe. And these folks in the Old Testament, even though we got a better covenant than they got because mm-hmm. of Christ's sacrifice, mm-hmm. they still have to believe the, the, the laws and the commandment God gave Moses right. and obey. We have to believe the preaching of the gospel. Yeah. And then we have to obey. Yeah, and then not only the, you know, and I mean, as you said, the preaching of the gospel. And so, so much is being given in the name of gospel preaching. And it's not really gospel preaching, you know, it's a whole lot of hype, it's a whole lot of carnality. And if there's a whole thing, the power of God unto salvation. If that were preached, like Paul is preaching it here, we'd see more. We'd see more. But it's not being preached like that. Yeah, we got to be consecrated. we got to fast. Mm-hmm. And we got to have a strong prayer life. And that includes myself, too. I'm just mm-hmm. not saying it out there. We all have to. Have that consecrated life and be willing to suffer. I can tell you, since so many of the other cultures, they're not chasing down cars and houses. They're not looking for wealth and, and notoriety. They're they're actually looking for that life that is to come. That's when you get the hallelujahs from them. So you have to actually be there to see how joyful and bold they are about that. All right, let's look at verse number 14. But their minds were blinded for until the day, uh, until this day remaineth the same veil untaken away in the reading of the Old Testament, which veil is done away in Christ. So there was a veil that was... Yeah. So that word blindness means this hardened or to grow hard and to lose the power of understanding. Yeah, they weren't able to understand yes. it. So there was a blindness because uh, if our gospel be hid, it's hint to them that are lost. Um, um, the God of this world has blinded the minds of them that believe not. So if you don't believe, then the God of this world is Satan. He's blinded you. So that veil, there was a certain blindness where they couldn't really understand and didn't really quite get it, what the gospel message was, the, the prophets. Remember how it says that they, they searched for what manner of time that the spirit of Christ, which was in them, did signify. They were looking... When is this going to happen? But Paul says it wasn't for them. It was for us. So there was a certain there was a certain limitation that they had on their ability to understand what it really meant, all these sacrifices and so forth. So a lot of them stumbled and um, at that block, that stumbling stone, and some of them missed the visitation. But that veil was not untaken away in the Old Testament, but it says the veil is done away with in Christ. This is what Christ said in 
in St. John chapter 12. Mm-hmm. And I got two verses, verses 40 and 41. St. John. Yes, yeah, St. John. Mm-hmm. He said, he has blinded their eyes mm-hmm. and hardened their heart mm-hmm. that they should not see with their eyes nor understand with their heart and be converted and I should heal them. Mm-hmm. These things said Elijah, I'm sorry, Isaiah, mm-hmm. when he saw his glory and spake of him. Okay. So when Jesus, like you said, mm-hmm. when he was in his earthly ministry and he was, you know, preaching and teaching the people, mm-hmm. Jesus said, God has did this. Mm-hmm. He has blinded their eyes mm-hmm. and hardened their heart. Mm-hmm. Even though they have understanding because they got the law. Right. But they they had to have the right mentality. The when Jesus took heart. that child. It's the hardest of heart. He took that child. He sat him in the midst of them, and he said, "Except you be like one of these, you shall in no wise see the kingdom of God." And the child's heart is humble and obedient and believing. You know, we would call it some speak of naive or even a certain level of of, of um, gullible. Um, but unless you're humble when it comes to the word. And when it comes to me, you don't have that heart. You'll know in no wise see the kingdom of God. So they continued in their ways. He said, all right, harden your heart. Let you be blinded. Go on the way you want to go. All right, verse number 15. But even unto this day, when Moses is read, the veil is upon their hearts. Yes, they were covered there, mm-hmm. and they did not understand. They didn't understand understand. what it really meant. Nevertheless, when it shall turn, when it shall turn to the Lord, the veil shall be taken away. So when the heart is turned to the Lord, there you have it. Very plain in speech. When your heart is turned to the Lord, he takes the veil away. So in order to get revelation knowledge, in order to get understanding, in order to get mysteries of the gospel, your heart has to be turned to the Lord and you have to be humble. And then what happens? The veil is taken away. Yeah, that's what a New Living Translation says this. It says, whenever anyone Mm -hmm. turns to the Lord, Mm -hmm. then the veil is taken away. Isn't that beautiful? Yes. That's why we preach the gospel and teach it. You don't have to try so hard and go to so many seminaries and read so many books and learn all the Greek and all that. Turn to the Lord. Turn to the Lord. And what he does is just reaches and removes the veil. That means revelation now. Revelation knowledge. Very simple. Sounds simple. If we could just remember it and cherish it. So verse number 17 now the Lord is that spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Freedom. Through the Holy Ghost. That spirit. Spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead. Dwelling mm-hmm. in us. Quickens our mortal body. You are free from the Old Testament, mm-hmm. which is the administration of death. Yeah, he said, sing, I got another song for y'all to sing now, since you're so hard-hearted and stubborn, wayward, stiff-necked, uncircumcised of heart and ears. If that's the way you want to be, I'm going to go ahead. Here, I got a song for you to sing. It's the song of death. That is stunning. But but us who are found grace 
in this we new covenant. And is, we have been redeemed yes. by the blood of the Lamb. Yes, yes. They sing a new folks. song. We are redeemed. Yes. And we got a song that the angels cannot sing. Amen. Uh, you remember that song we used to sing when we were growing up? Um, uh, God gave me a song that the angels cannot sing. And then the tenors will say, I've been washed in the blood <laughs> of the crucified one. I've been redeemed. Yeah, those those um, those are the songs. You don't sing those songs anymore. Ooh, that one right there. I'm, you know, when you start talking about redemption, and you're actually worshiping God for what he has given you. These are the things that Salvation. we are to rejoice yes. over. We should be rejoicing over the redemption. The angels desire to look into what we have. The prophets of old wanted to look into it, but Paul said it wasn't for them. And this is not for angels, though they dwell in his presence, crying, holy, holy. It's for us. Redeemed folks. Brought, brought by the blood of the Lamb, redeemed from sin, iniquity, and shame. He's purchased us with his own blood. And we will have part of the first resurrection. Mm-hmm. And the second resurrection cannot hurt us at all. Except the second resurrection, the resurrection of the dead, has no power. And then they will be out of God's presence throughout eternity into outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. That's why Revelation said, First, it said, Blessed is he who has part in the, the first, first resurrection. resurrection. It's not, it's not something so hard to reach for, right? We, we, we make it hard. We think, like, oh, who can live holy? He said, just turn your heart to me and I'll take away the veil. We just read that. I'll take away the veil and I'll show you things that will make you love me, come after me, worship me, seek me, serve me. Yes. Beautiful. All so right. verse 18. 18 says... But we all, with open face, beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord, are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. So the New Living Translation say like this. And all of us mm-hmm. have had the veil removed mm-hmm. so that we can be mirrors, mm-hmm. that's the glass, mm-hmm. that brightly reflect the glory of the Lord. Manifest brightly reflecting. Yes. Mm-hmm. And as the Spirit of the Lord work within us, mm-hmm. we become more and more like Him and reflect His glory mm-hmm. ever more. Amen. So by the Holy Spirit, as we said, even by the Spirit of the Lord, mm-hmm. By the Holy Ghost, yeah. we will have the power. We'll be given the liberty mm-hmm. in, the, in, the, in the verse above it, the liberty mm-hmm. to now see when Moses had his glory, when he came down in his glory, it couldn't be reflected on the people. It had to be covered up. Mm-hmm. It was too much for them to bear. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I was like, God can only reveal so much to us. We but, can only stand so much. But with, with us in Christ, mm-hmm. And the veil been taken away from our heart. We can see things. And we feel with the Holy Spirit, which is which is Christ.
Christ's glory. So this glory is within us. Mm-hmm. And the more we live, get closer to the Lord, mm-hmm. we go from glory to glory. Mm-hmm. So now we got this inner glory, and it will reflect on our, our outer appearance. And from one manifestation to another yes. manifestation. And even the glory of speaking in tongues, praying for people that get delivered in the name of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Signs and wonders following your As ministry. As Christ was in this world, so are we. Yes, the things he did, those are the glories. That's his glory mm-hmm. that's now being manifested it's or through us. Like, yes, or being reflected mm-hmm. from him to the world through us, through that's his right. body, through that's the church. Right. That's right. That's right. That's why he led captivity captive, but above that he gave gifts unto men. So that the power of God can continue to be manifested. So, amen. Glory to the name of the Lord Jesus. So, glory of the new covenant. We're talking about living in the spirit of the Lord. So, we are going to go ahead and conclude. I hope and pray you got something out of that lesson. So, uh, with that, I'm going to say, Elder, you want to play us out? Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling. And to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. To the only wise God our Savior. Be majesty. Dominion and power and glory. And glory. I love that one out. Both now and forever. Amen. Amen. In your name, Jesus. All right, everybody, be blessed. Enjoy. And I pray that you'll pass this word on to someone else. And join us again next week for another episode of Reset Forever Ministries podcast. God bless.